What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 126 of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. Kaboom. Who is very explosive today, and I don't know why. Uh, Tyler, would you mind telling me how you've become so explosive? I don't know. Does it have anything to do with your newfound addiction to highball energy? It has to do with the stroking you gave me. Well, um, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's keep that under under wraps. All right, all right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it might it might get a little messy under wraps. Yeah. Hmm. 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 But the whole point is to keep it can. Never mind, everyone. This is a show about video games, and see, it depends. Yeah, what you mean about under wraps? Like, if you're like talking about the candams, then okay, that makes sense. Use them. You should use them. Uh, many people should use them. A lot of people don't use them, but you know, if you're talking about wrapping paper, then that could get a little messy. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> like surprise In what universe. Merry do you Christmas. Risk a paper cut like that. Merry Christmas. He can't get a paper cut from wrapping paper. It's too soft. I think that's a lie. I think that is bullshit. And if any of you out there have been have had a paper cut from wrapping paper, sound let off. us know. Tweet us at PS Report Podcast. I'd be curious. Oh man, I know I haven't. I am awful at wrapping gifts. Really? It's not that hard. I know it's not hard, but I'm also not, like, creative or artistic in that way. So... You don't have to be creative or, or artistic but, just but to make here's it the thing. wrapped. But here's the thing. I don't have the control, and I'm bad at judging how much I need. It sucks. Oh I'm just... I'm really bad at it. Oh, my God. I'll admit. Tyler, I need to take you to school. Rap in school. Ooh, I can rap. Uh, where I teach you how to rap. I've been uh, listening to a lot of Eminem recently. I don't know why. <laughs> Everything's just tying together right now. It is. It is. Tying Eminem's pretty together. cool. Is he? I like him. Yeah. He, I think he's, he's, uh, he's okay. He, he's got some exciting songs. You know, it, it's... There's like two songs I like, maybe. Yeah. But I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head. Yeah. Because I, I, I like, listen to Eminem that often. I like the song Without Me. It's one of his most popular ones, but it is the most egotistical song I've ever heard in my life. And I you like it. it. I love it. Okay. It's weird. But I'm like, I, 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 I like how much you don't give a fuck when you wrote this song. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Speaking of not giving a fuck, Tyler, how was your week? It was okay. It went really fast. I'm off tomorrow, so, you know. That, that, that was a joke. I, I do care about you. Yeah. I'm not it's sure okay. if you actually caught it. I no, I didn't, actually. I didn't. Uh, I just want to let our Please. listeners know that I am not actually going in on you. I mean, you can go in on me if you want. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of going in. <laughs> Yo. I watched some Evo this weekend. Yeah. I watched Sonic Fox just fucking go in. Tell me about this Sonic Fox guy and what happened. Because all I all looked right. at is the Twitter and everybody's like, oh my god! And I'm like, I don't all know. Right. So we'll just start this off at the top eight, okay? So it's a double elimination tournament. There are four players in the top bracket, four in the loser's bracket at the moment. At the top eight there. 
And so... I learned about double elimination brackets when you lost the Mario Tennis plugged-on championship. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your filthy whore mouth right now. Let me Anyways. explain what happened at EVO 2018, the okay. Dragon Ball Fighters tournament. Um, so there are these two top players who are like head and shoulders above everyone else in the, in the competition. There's uh, Sonic Fox and Goichi. Goichi. And so they met in the second round of this top eight in the, in the winner's bracket. And Sonic Fox just shits on him. Just Goichi can't do anything. He, like, these are the top two players in the world, and Sonic Fox is making him look like trash. So fast forward. Goichi drops down to the loser bra- loser's bracket. And both of them all advance... Both, he advances all the way through the loser's bracket. Sonic Fox has no problem making it to the top of the winner's bracket. So they meet again at the end. And Goichi needs to beat him twice. And Goichi with, is just furious and livid. And just he just went... He went freaking hard in the first game against uh, Sonic Fox. And actually beat him to force a second, mm. second round between them. And then, between rounds, Sonic Fox pulls out this rule where he can ask for a seat change so he can sit on the player one side. Oh. And Goichi is pissed about this. It comes down to a coin flip, and, he, and Sonic Fox wins it and gets the player one side, and then sweeps Shit. Goichi in that second, second round. Uh-oh. Cheating. And it was... It, Just kidding. It's not cheating. It's part of the rules, but it's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of unsportsman. It's like, like. Ice, it's like icing a coach yeah. when they're kicking the winning field goal. Yeah, like there was a long break in between, so it was definitely mm-hmm. like cooling him off yeah. in between rounds. Hey, smart play. God knew the rules. Yeah. Gotta give it to him. But yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. Is that a good Evo game? Oh, yeah. Is it exciting Dragon Ball to watch? Fighters, it had, like, it had the most participants, and I, I believe it had the most viewers th- throughout the entire thing. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if more popped in for the Street Fighter or not. I'm, I'm pretty sure Dragon Ball Fighters was the most watched. Wow, that's cool. I mean, it's arguably the most exciting fighting game right now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fresh, not even too. Just, it's not even just that. I think it, it brings in people who aren't even necessarily into mm-hmm. fighting games. That's, that's the power of Dragon Ball. Yeah, plus it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah, it is. It it is. I think really I think it's way more fun to watch that game than most of the games at Evo, personally. Yeah, I tried to stick around for Street Fighter, but like, I don't know. I don't have any. Looking at that game is kind of hard. I, that art style, I'm not used to it. Yeah, it's kind of it, it kind of just pops and makes you feel a little bit sick at first. Uh, but I, I don't know. Street Fighter, Street Fighter. I have I've never really had any love for it. No, me either. Um. But yeah, Dragon Ball is just so good. It's but there's there's a lot to keep track of though with all like the tag there's a bunch of systems and kudos to the commentators like they kept us pretty well informed of what was happening mm. and just it was they they did a very good job of explaining why people make certain picks and how assists and all that kind of stuff kind of plays into how players yeah. are going to play. I still think though fighting games no matter how complicated they might be like a dragon ball that's just like flashy and fast and and everything like i do think there is a simplicity always at the like core of them that just about anybody can understand so they make really good 
esports that people yeah. could get into if you, if, if you want to call it an esport or whatever but you know yeah it's easy to follow this dude needs to beat the shit out of this guy and you see the health bars and that's all you need to know really you know yeah and then you see them pull out these crazy moves yeah. like goichi had this combo where if he pulled it off and he got the first hit he could like take out your first character wow with with the assists he had uh, just if he if he like if he manages to get that first hit that he need that he needs in the position he needs, he's gonna take you down, take you out that mm-hmm. first character. Tournaments like like Evo make me want to play fighting games, and then I'm like, oh, I'm just so bad at them. Hey, Soul Caliber, <laughs> it's about a month. Away. It's a month away, I think. October or October? Uh, yeah, we have to wait all the way to fucking October for yeah, two months. <sighs> but yeah, once we get a once we get Soul Caliber, I think I'm gonna try to. Square up with everyone else around here. Make it happen. Yeah. I'm like curious Caliber. if I should get a fighting stick, but then I was watching Evo and I saw there's actually like a, quite a few people in the top eight just using a regular gamepad. Oh, well, that's inter- interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really unusual from what I heard to see so many people with gamepads up there. And mm-hmm. man, you can make it work. You, I guess I don't need a I don't need a fight stick then. I can just use my DualShock Four. Yeah. Very oh, exciting. Man. You watch anything exciting? Have I watched anything exciting? I watched the premiere of Better Call Saul. Oh. oh. Which, that was exciting. Huh. It was exciting, but it was a slow episode, but for reasons. For them story reasons. Mm. There's also a, a another thing that we'll talk about later that we watched. It's exciting. Yeah. And actually, let's just roll right into that. That was today. It was. Tyler, you like you seem to like this uh, you you've been on this uh Red Dead Redemption 2. I wouldn't say hype train. I haven't seen you getting super hyped for it, but you've been keeping I've been an eye excited. on this. You're excited for this video mm. game. And they released a trailer today. That even I, not a fan of Red Dead or Rockstar, I was even interested in this game after seeing this trailer. And yeah, so Red Dead Redemption 2 got its first gameplay trailer and it's like six minutes long. uh, And it's just walking through various different things in the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't spill the beans on everything, but this is the first gameplay that we've seen of the game you know they've only given us trailers which apparently those trailers have been like in engine and everything which is cool but it's a trailer you know uh but now we're finally seeing it and kind of out of nowhere too you know because i what did i do it was wednesday yesterday was wednesday this is where my face is at right now Mm -hmm. my my brain i don't even know what fucking day it is um I went and watched that Smash Brothers Direct. Yeah. So I went to the IGN.com, found it, mm-hmm. and then also right next to it, it was like Red Dead Redemption 2 gameplay trailer coming where I'm like, what is happening right now? This is so exciting. Um, yeah. I, I, I thoroughly like this trailer, and it got me more excited for the game. The Besides like the first trailer, uh, like I think is there two or three trailers for this game? Uh, before this, like 
regardless, the first trailer got me excited. The other ones didn't as much. Uh, but this one definitely did because they're kind of taking some things that I thought about Red Dead Redemption that isn't the greatest, and especially today, they're not the greatest. And it seems like they're really improving on them uh first of all i think the gun combat looks a lot better it was fine in the first red dead redemption but like it is so much better i I think it'll be that that leap from gta 4 to 5 like i hate gta 4 come fight me i hate the way that game fucking plays and then you play 5 and it's like wow this actually plays really well um i don't hate red dead redemption but there's some things about that could play better and it the the gunplay looks better and the melee combat looks pretty solid and but the things that are making me very excited about this is one the world yes the world looks incredible and i just want to be in that world it's it's you know i i i love when games can do this you know god of war from this year is a world that I just loved being in Mm -hmm. and I still just want to be in that world Horizon Zero Dawn was another one Red Dead Redemption looks like it's going to be another one and it actually gave me a little bit of like Witcher vibes as I was watching Yes, some of those forests and everything I was like wow the lighting in here looks straight up like Witcher 3 crazy Um, but then like some of the like rivers that you do there's there's a shot where they're talking about how your gang is going to have to move around the map mm-hmm. uh as you go through the game and there was a shot of like their caravan practically like moving over a river and i'm like this is fucking beautiful and the first shot when they start talking about the world is is arthur re- on his horse rolling up over this hill and it was like wow that is totally stunning um so that that looks really good. Second of all, they talked a lot about how your world, your actions have consequences in this world. And it was like there was like this lady in a town. She's, she's like, you killed my brother or something like that. And then uh, I guess they showed another sequence where you could have killed this guy hanging off the cliff or saved him and, and stuff like that. And that's what I'm really intrigued by, because. I think it's those sort of things that could really push the open world genre forward. And Rockstar has been known for doing that sort of stuff in this genre. I mean, they're kind of the ones that popularized it back on in the PS2 days and really took it to a whole nother level with GTA 3. And I think depending on how deep that stuff can go, like I really loved how the world kind of reacted to my choices in the witcher 3 i I think they did a good job of that but if rockstar can take it to another level by not only maybe in missions but maybe the little things that you're not thinking about can kind of have impact that could be really cool yeah and i think it's going to be important for them to actually capitalize on that because we live in a post witcher 3 world where if that is just like if that really does end up being meaningless then they really drop the ball on it because that's just where open worlds are now is that like your actions impact them and you have yeah. choice in those actions. Yes. If Red Dead Redemption 2 can't capitalize on that, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah, me too. So I think that that's exciting. Um, you know, they talked about how the world is, is kind of has this like dynamic ecosystem in it with 
oh, yeah, animals and stuff. Animals. <laughs> that could be neat to just immerse you in the world a lot more. Uh, to be honest, uh, the thing that I'm most excited for are the horses, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to get to. So your horse, you actually like have a bond in relationship with, and I believe it can actually die. And like you have to take care of it and stuff. Mm. Um, but I guess as you go through the game, depending on what you do with your horse and uh, yeah, play with it, then you can do other things with it, which is exciting. Yeah, and they implied that certain breeds of horses will have different characteristics mm-hmm. and be good for certain things. Yep. So I'm just going to have a whole ranch of horse friends. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's an exciting aspect to, like, horses are part of Westerns. Yeah. You know? And and I just think that's a, just a smart decision of like let's make you have this bond with and like horse. have it being like this this kind of centerpiece where like oh you put your loot on there like your mm-hmm. animal carcasses your you carry extra weapons with it and in the saddlebags and all that yeah. kind of stuff I think that's that's kind of a very it's it's a very good center point because you, you more times than not I think you're gonna have your horse around you in this in this game like it it would make sense yeah so like to have that like kind of s- that center that core right there of all the stuff that like you're currently working on or accomplishing at the moment I think that's I think that's a good thing that they should definitely emphasize I agree then your horse will die at the end you'll cry damn it Tyler <laughs> why are you spoiling a game that hasn't come out yet yeah well you know, I'm just curious what happens to Arthur, you know? Like, he, this is a prequel. He wasn't in Red Dead Redemption. Does he die? Or does he just go away? He I don't just know. goes and lives with his horse friends for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, another thing they talked about is, like, organic side missions. Um, which, you know, that's kind of good. Excuse me. My throat felt very weird as I started to say that. Uh. As you go through the game, you know, they, they talked about, like, how your decisions will impact your world. And this is just kind of another one of those things with side missions. Like, they can change in, depending on how you interact with them. Same with your gang members. Um, you know, if you ignore one, I think they'll actually, like, be like, what the fuck, dude? Mm-hmm. But if you're friendly with one, it'll open up more things for you to do with them and, like, goofy-ass shit. So, that's exciting. Um. Yeah, I mean, it seems it seems very, very exciting to me. Um, I don't think this is just my hot take without playing the game two months before it's out. I don't think this game's going to light the world on fire in terms of its gameplay. I think what it's going to do is it's going to do these little things in an open world game that'll just blow your fucking mind maybe and really get you immersed in it and you go wow like nobody has done the little things this well in an open world game and it makes me just excited and and to me like i said it's it's that storytelling and like organic nature of the game that they're at least presenting to us that's the part i'm the most excited about I really am. Because if I can somehow have a totally different game and experience than you do, that could be very interesting, too. 
Like, did Detroit become human of open world games? I mean, sure, but, you know, without some of the boneheaded things. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and without David Cage. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for this game. I really am. It's not my most excited game of the fall, though. Oh, really? Huh. I'm, I'm firmly two feet in my wiener in the Smash Brothers Ultimate camp. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. All right. That direct got me fucking hyped as shit for that game. Yeah. But yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 looking good. Yeah, but we're not going to be able to play that for another two months. Unfortunately. So what have you been playing recently? A lot of we stuff. We haven't talked about that yet. Um, a lot of stuff. Uh... Destiny 2, Solstice of Heroes event. Yes, we both have been working on that. We have. Got through the first bit of grinding the shit out of this stuff. Literally. And guess what your reward is? You get to grind more. Yeah, you get to do it again. But it's not... I think think the first part's honestly pretty bad. At least what I have to do for the second part doesn't seem as bad because... You know, you have to do things with all three of your uh, super abilities, and the what what they want me to do with each of them actually really lines up well with what I think each one of them is good at doing. So that part, I'm uh, I haven't really started yet. I'm sure it will take a while, just because of how high Bungie sets some of those things. Um. But that first bit, man, getting those orbs, holy guacamole, that was a pain in the dick. Massive pain in the dick. And uh, to me, it was actually the super kills in the Crucible that got me. It Only because when I have to play multiplayer and I have an objective like that, yeah, I don't do as well because that's all I think about. So every time I got my super, I was just... A jackass and I would pop it and then I wouldn't get any kills the whole game and I'm like well that was a wasted wasted game you know so that actually took me took me a while to do but I think the thing that sucks about the second round is you have to play every one of those fucking missions again I'm like why I did that with uh with our buddy last night (laughs) yeah yeah last night we we went through and did all of them Mm. yeah did you uh, not get in the tank in the one? <laughs> they didn't spawn a tank at the beginning. Really? They only had a tank at the end. Wow. All right. They gave us uh, they gave us two interceptors. They're like, mm. go fuck yourselves. Wow. <laughs> Screw that. Yeah, I got to play through the missions. I got to do a nightfall and the heroic strikes. Yeah, I did a I nightfall earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I might grind some of that out this weekend, but... I hope this is the last round, and then it goes to 400. Yeah, I'm assuming I, it yeah, is. I think it does, and then to Masterwork, I think there's some crazy bullshit to Masterwork oh. an item, if you want to do that. Sweetie. Killing me. Yeah, oh. I heard it's pretty bad. Oh. Like, you have to do a prestige raid or raid layer. Okay, fuck that. If I gotta do that, I'm out, homie. You know? Yeah, but you'll get your 400 armor. Yeah. You don't need to Masterwork it. Ain't no need for that. No. No. Uh, so yeah, playing that. Played God of War. Got that platinum trophy. Mm. Platinum number 23. Mm. 
Yeah. You're close to me. I am. That was a lot of fun to get. And I actually, once I, once it popped, once I killed that last Raven, I actually got extremely sad. Cause I'm like, now I don't have as much of a reason to play this game. But new game plus is coming that August is true. 20th. That is true. Yeah. New game plus is coming back new. Uh, apparently there's like new, I guess, attacks to certain enemies. There's new resources to gather to mm. upgrade your stuff. So Anyways, that sounds cool, but still, I, I just, I love that game so fucking much that I was just so sad that I'm like, I've done everything in this game. Hmm. I don't know, like, I just, I love playing it. It's just such a blast. Uh, but nice to platinum, that one. I started playing Guacamelee again. Oh, all right. <laughs> Guacamelee is a pretty old game. It's uh, a luchador-like Mex- or Mexican Metroidvania. And I saw that Guacamelee 2 is coming out, and I'm like, you know what? I never really gave Guacamelee a fair shake. I played through the first like big area you go through, the Temple of Rain, and then I stopped. And I'm like, I'm just going to go back and start over and do it. And I'm past the Temple of Rain. I'm beating the shit out of some dudes. And that is a damn blast to play that game. Um, So I'm going to try to... I think I can probably finish it pretty quick before Guacamelee 2 comes out. Although I only have like two weeks left. Okay. But well, that, sure. that's that's what I'm going to try to do. Sure, um, sure you will. Yeah. We'll see. Just we'll like see. I'm going to beat Bloodborne. Yeah, you're running out of time, Dark homie. Souls and Neo. <laughs> yeah, you're running out of time. Um, yeah, Guacamelee 2 is great. To, to me, it's the combat. The combat is just so fun. Because you like punch a dude in the face, and then you can grab him and you know wrestling slam, throw him down, or kick him off the ledge, or throw him into your friend, or uppercut his face. And it's like, this is just exciting to play. So, And I have a chicken costume. Brings my health back over time. That's fun. It's a good game. Played more of that Darksiders. Oh, yeah? Killed the Stygia. Yeah. Went through that dungeon, if you want to call it that. It's not really a dungeon. It's just a very large area that you're kind of putting together. The fight against the dude on the horse in the arena when oh, you get yep, yep. when you get um uh-huh. ruined oh my god that that it, it took me two tries but i felt like it took forever for me to finish that fight that dude hits like a damn truck it's like two hits and you're dead no you know i i had four bars of health and i was like holy shit dude and and i was so peeved because you know you have to go through taking out a ton of dudes before that boss fight. Mm-hmm. And they have health chest on either side. I still had some life essence to heal myself, but I didn't want to use it because I, I am like, there's probably another boss fight after this. I, this isn't the main guy. So I went over to get that chest. I had maybe a quarter bar of health and I was running like a motherfucker to get over there so he wouldn't hit me popped open the chest and you know the orbs like the the health orbs they pop out shoot up and then they come back to you and you get your health you don't get it immediately mm-hmm. the orbs popped up and right before they started to come into me he hit me 
Yeah. And I died. And I'm like, you're fucking uh-huh. kidding me. Uh-huh. You're kidding me. So that was frustrating. But uh, the final boss fight was pretty, pretty fun. The overall, overall, the whole, the whole thing was actually very exciting uh, to go through. Uh, that, the Ashlands. I really yeah. enjoyed that area. I did not enjoy the second dungeon as much. Uh, was, it the, was it the one in the sewers with the water? Yeah. 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 That, yeah that, that, that one's one just, it's just lame. And I felt like I didn't know where the fuck I was going the entire time. Like I didn't, I felt like I didn't know what I had to do. And I was just kind of aimlessly wandering through there. The, that one's not, not as good. And the final boss fight's not as good either. And, but uh, yeah, the Ashlands is good. Now I'm going to go kill a spider, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That one, that one looks exciting. I assume I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if you're. You're getting close to halfway. I think. Okay. So yeah, enjoying that game. It's a. It's a really fun game to play. The combat's opening up a lot more mm-hmm. to where Getting it becomes actually very fun. And abilities. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. So enjoying that game a lot, and uh, see, I played two more games. One of them isn't on PlayStation, so I'll talk very briefly. I got that Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. I wanted yep. to try mm-hmm. it because I'm on this Metroidvania kick. Hollow Knight deserves to be on every platform because it's a damn fun game. Uh, talk about not telling you a goddamn thing about anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have no clue what to do. I found the map and I'm looking at the map. I'm like, I, where am I on this map? It doesn't you tell you the compass thing, the compass charm. Oh, there's a compass charm. Okay, yep. you have to All get right. the compass charm to see where you are on the map. Wow. Okay, and there's two white dots. Is that where I have to go? Have you died? Yes. That's where your that's where your uh, soul so where I is. Died. Okay. That's where your like soul is. Where I got like, you. You go kill like a revenant of your body. I got you. And okay. You get, and you because now your your light. Uh, orb you can't is cracked. Uh, that's how you he, that's how you repair that. I got you. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I mean that game's it's it's fun. I, I played it for maybe forty five minutes, so I'm gonna dive a lot more into it soon. Um, I found two big bad, bad boss men, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean by I boss men? Did they did a hmm. one of them was Were very they large bosses? Yes. One of them was. Okay. I forget what it was called, but one of them was. Because I know there is an enemy type at the beginning that is rather large, but isn't actually a boss. Yeah, this guy had like a big axe sort of thing. He was a big fat boy. Real big, real big boy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I I, I, I did okay, and then he hit me, Mm -hmm. and then I died. (laughs) It's an interesting game. I mean, it really is, just because it doesn't, doesn't tell you anything, so... I imagine it's going to come to PS4 at some point. It has to. Um, then I'm trying to think. The last thing I know, I remember that I definitely played was Dead Cells. Oh, yeah. Dead Cells is finally out. And I am not a roguelite, roguelike, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't really know the difference, nor do I care. I'm not one of those guys because, as I said last week, I don't like when I lose my shit. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. But 
I was reading so much about this game and then I watched the giant bomb quick look. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. And I'm like, I started getting this weird feeling in my balls and I'm like, this looks really good. And I like really want to play this game right now just because it looks so much fun to play. And it is, but it's kind of the upgrade loop that I think is really kind of addicting. Yeah. Uh, because you, you truly do feel like even though you lose everything when you die, you know, there's certain things that are permanent and I, you truly do feel like you're always going to make progress towards mm-hmm. them. And you truly do feel yourself getting better and better. And you do feel yourself getting better, especially when you find cooler shit. Oh yeah. That you can use all the time. Like there's some really awesome weapons in there and that I'm, that I'm very much enjoying. And like at first, my first run, I just did not get used to the rolling at all yet. And I got my ass handed to me. Yeah, you have to. But then the second run, I was like wiping everybody's face off in the first area. But I got to this point in it because I'm trying to like clear the whole map that you start in. Yeah. And I found this thing and it was laying on the ground and I went up to it and said I could tickle it. Yeah, the little green thing. And I tickled it and nothing happened. Like am I something missing something? Something will happen when you get an item. Okay, so, an item so I need an, shit. Okay, so I need an item. That's what I figured. So after that I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, there's, so, there's there's a permanent upgrade that eventually makes you able to actually interact with those. I got you. So then I went to the like outside area and the promenade. Of yeah. The condemned. Condemned. Yeah. Yep. And uh those big boys hit a lot harder up there. And you gotta find all your upgrade scrolls, man. Yeah, I know. And and that's that's the thing. I felt like I found a good bit of them, but I, I did not, apparently. And I got wiped. But then I mean, this was last night and it was pretty late and I had a pretty big day today because I'm off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, let me just check some stuff out. And you spawn back in, and now there's a ton of jars there hanging off the ceiling. I'm like, that's really exciting. And then you walk over, and there's a dude with the progress thing that you can look at. I'm like, that's really exciting, too. And then I just walked a little bit to the right, and there was enemies. And I started fighting them. I'm like, I can't. (laughs) Like, I have to go to bed, or I'm going to be up so fucking late playing this game. So I'm looking forward to not having to care about that one night and just just playing the hell out of that game Mm -hmm. because it has a really fun loop to it yeah i i totally agree i've been playing this too and i today i so i've been playing it on pc for a while now uh and so the 1.0 build has come out so i started a new save with that and they added a few things some story-ish elements uh some things that help you like know more about that world uh and i'm having a lot of fun with it and on my second run of this new save i almost made it to the last the very last boss fight wow because i got i got an insanely good drop at the beginning you know have you ever have you oh man there's this frost blast i'm not sure if you've ever had it i found a frost grenade oh yeah i guess it's i had one of those different thing Wow. So, so I had, had a frost, frost blast everything. and I had a frost grenade. I had an infantry grenade and I forget what my sword was. I think it was a blood sword. It causes bleeding damage. Uh, so yeah, I was kind of cheesing my way through wow. it, just freezing everything and then 
stacking bleed on every mm-hmm. on every one and then backing out until I can freeze again. But with the ice blast, I could freeze all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, the drop I get was a leg. Have you had a legendary drop yet? Not yet, no. Oh, so I had a legendary frost blast drop for me, and that thing just fucking owned. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, mm, it's really this is a very good game. It's, it really is. Uh, dare I say? <laughs> Maybe a game of the year contender for me. I'm not sure uh, where it'll end up stacking up. I have to, I still have to sort that all up in my head, but I'm really loving it. I think the gameplay is just so good, and it's kind of built on just pure gameplay for the most part. And does it, does it do it very well? Like you almost don't like unless you're very far. It's like you don't feel. Super like, oh, fuck, I don't feel like doing this again when you die. Just because then you have that feeling of like, well, I could get back here again. Maybe go a little bit farther. Uh, and this is probably how everybody feels about all these roguelites. And I'm just kind of experiencing the first time. I think Dead Cell's just really good at making you feel like that. It's exciting. What? How does the boss fights work? Like... When are are they? So I think ge- procedurally generated too, or no? I think th- no, they're on set levels. Like, okay. uh, so I fought. Actually, no, maybe I wasn't as close to the end as I thought. Huh. I got pretty far on my for, for a second run, but I faced two bosses. Like the the first boss is called uh, the concierge, and that's like on the third level. Mm. And I think it's like every three levels you face a boss. Because then there was one at the clock tower that I faced. I forget what that boss's name was, but that was really tough. And yeah, I think there are a lot of really good things about this game, especially the stuff you can, like all the modifiers and how they stack with uh, your ability scrolls. Oh, the mutations, I mean. Oh yeah, they're they're fun. Yeah, and they actually scale with the scrolls that you're using to upgrade too. Sweet. What do you put a lot when you find your upgrade scrolls? What do you put it into the most? Um, it depends what kind of build I'm rolling with. Uh, generally, it's a lot of brutality. Yeah. Uh, mixed with survival to get that health bonus. Um, I want to mess around with shields because parrying can help you so much. Mm. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. It's like, and if you have the notification, if you have the setting on where it like shows the exclamation point above their head when they're about to attack, that'll give you a good idea of when to parry. Oh. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's, that's just a, that's a way I haven't played this game. And that's something I want to learn because so far for me, it's been mostly about either freezing things or getting those turrets. Uh, there are tur- certain mm. turrets, like there's the double crossbow, there's the sinew, uh, the slicer uh, turret that you can get and all that, all that kind of stuff. I think it's... There are a lot of different ways to play that game. Yeah, there is. Like, yes, it's procedurally generated, but I still think there's like a, a sameness to it in a way that I really, really like about it for the most part. It's one, you know, I've only played it for maybe 30 minutes or so. In in those few runs I did, I'm like, I can't wait to play more of this. And it's actually like already one of my favorite things I've played this year. Just because of how fucking fun it is. I can't describe how fun it is. Wait until you get twin daggers, man. I thought I did. Oh. At oh, one point. Okay. Yeah. Because I, yeah, it's, I did. It's, it does like the one, two, and then the yes. third crit. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm. That, that is fun. so good with the freeze. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, Dead Cells. Yeah. It's a fantastic video game. It is. Dead Cells was also part of a other controversy this yeah. week. Mm. We could <laughs> we could briefly just mention it cuz I feel like what we would say everybody else has said. Yeah. But uh yeah, IGN posted their review of Dead Cells and then a YouTuber got a tip that was like, "Hey, I think IGN might have plagiarized my review." what do I do about this? And he posted, you know, it was boomstick gaming. He posted a side by side comparison of their video reviews. And I think it's pretty clear cut and dry mm-hmm. plagiarism. Uh, kind of sad, honestly, yeah. but it's, it's kind of important to remember that this is the doings of an individual at the company. Oh yeah. Yep. And, and by no means they've yeah. already parted ways with the reviewer and, uh, taken they they took the review down pretty quickly after it was revealed. Uh, and they, I I think IGN took the right steps on this. They did. They did. Hopefully, they are a little bit more careful with who they hire because this particular reviewer had a history of doing things similar to this. Yes. Yeah, and that was because yeah. Then you question all of his work mm-hmm. at that point and. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a shame that somebody would do that because honestly, for as long as I've been alive, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't ever, ever hearing about plagiarism in the workplace mm-hmm. in something like this. Like you, I you don't feel do like, this at a big plate. Like you no, can't get away with this no. at a big site. I feel like most people plagiarize when they're a dumb kid in school mm-hmm. and you put your homework off that report that you needed to do way too long and you thought you could get away with it then and then you learn the hard way but like nobody does this in the workplace at all in in, in a professional manner so i just unbelievable that to think that you could get away with that yeah anyways <sighs> i i could not imagine paying ign of That's like gonna... we're the biggest gaming website in the world. We're you know just an overall massive entertainment website, and this is happening to us. Damn, that sucks. You know. So yeah. Anything else? Is that is that all? For That's you all I've been week? playing. What about you? Uh, so I played some Bloodborne. Did you? As I said, I beat that game this year along with other video games mm-hmm. of similar, in the sim- same genre. Yeah. And I did pretty well, actually. I've gone all the way up through the Blood Starved Beast. Damn. I beat the Blood Starved Beast on my first shot. Holy shit. Wow. I never got past a Gatling gun, dude. Oh, yeah, you just run. Well... Well, yeah, that. I mean, like, actually fighting him. Oh, you... Why would you try to go up there and fight him? Uh, Because I wanted to try to make him roll off the edge and trick him, and it never went well for me. (laughs) And every time I went through there, that area, I'm like, I have to kill this motherfucker. It's bothering me. So I never really went beyond him, even though I totally could have. Yeah, I kind of, like, went by him and got the shortcut, so I don't even... I didn't even have to deal with him. Yeah. That... that's the thing that I'm learning to appreciate more and more about games of that genre is finding shortcuts that make it easier to just walk to the boss and fight it. Yeah, shortcuts are nice. 
Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm at a part right now where I am. I think my next boss is either Vicar Amelia or the Witch of Hemwick. Uh, so did you only do the Bloodstarred Beast? Is that like the last thing you did? Yeah, that's the. Uh, so I've gone through. I found uh, the the Hunter's Workshop in like the real world, not mm. in the Hunter's Dream. I found the workshop there, and I found like I've gone through. I. So I've gone to the Healing Church workshop up there in that little area and gotten a few things there. Uh, did the whole jumping puzzle to get all the way to the bottom there and uh, open up the way so I could get to Vicar Amelia. Mm-hmm. So so the you. pathway is clear to get there. Yeah, yeah. Vicar Amelia, that's where like I am in mm-hmm. my game, and I almost beat that boss on my first try. I was extremely close, and then yeah. I died. <laughs> I I was recommended by a friend to maybe come back to that boss after I've done the Witch of Hemwick. Okay. Because it has healing abilities, and if I'm leveled higher, it'll be a lot easier to beat her. Mm. Sweet. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, it's a game that I think about all the time. If like, I want to get back to, to this game and master it, but never do. Yeah, so... I'm... <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with it, and but I'm at a point right now where it's it spawned these bagmen. Do you know about the bagmen? I've probably seen them, but it's not ringing a bell. So they're 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 these strong enemies who are just out and about after you beat blood the blood starved beast. They have a bloody bag over their shoulder, and if they kill you, they abduct you and take you to a hard place to get out of. Uh oh, are you stuck there until you get out of it? I think so. Uh-oh. I think... I can't remember if where that is. I'm not sure if that's below Yusefska's clinic or not. Mm-hmm. Man, it's kind of getting hard for me to yeah. remember some of this stuff. Because I, I watched some other uh, streamers play through some of this game. So that's how I know a little bit about it going in. Yeah. But Bloodborne is... <laughs> I think when it comes to just action games, it is one of the best games you could play. I mean, it might be hard, but damn, is it satisfying when you do something. Uh, remember the one time when the game launched, we played co-op, and it was like yeah, a was total really trash bad. fire? Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah. That was fun, though. <sighs> Bloodborne. Yeah, Bloodborne. It's a good game. Uh, what else have I... I've been playing a lot of Elder Scrolls Online. They're having their Rothgar event. Oh. Uh, so if y'all go up there, they, they have double rewards for their daily quests there and uh, double crafting, resource gathering, and all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing that, uh, fighting a lot of world bosses, because that's what uh, half of the quests are, the daily quests are. And that's been a lot of fun. It's been really... Uh, uplifting to see so many players in one place in that game uh, because I, I don't I feel like there's just so much area in that game that a lot of players mm-hmm. get spread out but yep. when they have these events and bring them together it's really fun uh, I think events it might have always been a thing in like MMOs back in the day yeah but I think events in games are one of my favorite things over the over like this generation really mm-hmm. that they've kind of taken off it's they're they're always fun so yeah I've been doing a lot of that I I've got some pretty good gear out of it it's fun um good beer 
good gear. Oh, gear. <laughs> dude, if you got good With beer, that'd be cool too. I I got some crafting recipes for some beer All that right. I can brew in that game. Some craft beer? Are you making a sour monkey? No, I'm not making a sour <laughs> monkey because that is fucking disgusting. Uh, I got one left. You still haven't tricked anyone to drinking it. No, I'm hoping the one person I know that will drink it will come over to my Overcooked 2 party this weekend. Okay. But that one person hasn't responded at all <laughs> out of everybody. Oh, man. So what That's the fuck? Exciting. That, that Overcooked yeah. party? Mm. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. We're going to have a fucking blast. Yeah. I, I, I bought the game, haven't played it yet. I'm just going to go in blind with you guys and it's mm. going to be Overcooked and it's going to be fun. I'm going to throw buns at your face. There's emotes in that game. Oh. So that'll be fun. Okay. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. I guess the last thing I played that I'll talk about here is Dragon Ball Fighters. After seeing Evo, <laughs> I was hyped. inspired to yeah. go back and play that game, and I finally finished off the two storylines that I didn't do. And now I'm doing some training stuff, getting ready to play some online. I haven't played online too much before, and I'm, I haven't since I started playing again. But I'm training. I'm finding my squad, finding my team, seeing what, I can, what kind of combos I can pull off. Mm-hmm. I'm getting really good with, uh, well, I guess not good, but this is the popular character I'm learning to play, Cell. But you don't know. Shit, what, why am I saying it? I don't you know don't, what you don't you're know talking any about. Of these Dragon Ball things. Nope. Oh, man. Uh, you know what a Vegeta is, right? <laughs> I know that it's a delicious thing at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Do you know what a Goku is? Um, that's not a Taco Bell item. <laughs> no, it isn't. I know, I know who Goku is. Okay. Right? He's like the main Dragon Ball guy. Okay. I'm not a big Vegeta fan, though. Like, I'd rather have a Chalupa. God damn you. Uh, is, is Vegeta the guy with the blonde hair that's screaming? Oh, my God. Or is that, Go- is that Goku? <laughs> We'll have to give give you your Dragon Ball education some other time. All right. Who's Mega Man? What <laughs> are you even doing? I'm just trying to throw you off at this oh, point. God. Who's that guy? This is Cooler. Oh, so we, why is his name Cooler? That's that's he's dumb. Frieza's brother. Mister Freeze. Frieza. Oh. Do you know? Do you know who Frieza is? Uh, no, I know a Mr. Freeze, but not a Mrs. Frieza. Oh my god. Speaking of Mr. Freeze, though, really quick, I played the third episode of Batman, The Enemy Within. Do you know it's who Frieza is now? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, that's Frieza. The, the dude with the purple hat? Yeah, with the purple scalp, more like. Yeah. Okay, why is it purple? I don't know. Did he color that's himself? Just, that's just how he is. Did he pull a Michael Jackson and go purple instead? No. No, that's not what happens. But Cooler, he he was a character in one of the Dragon Ball Z movies. Um, or actually, I think there was more than one. I think there was actually two movies with Cooler. Uh, but yeah, he's coming to Dragon Ball Fighters as DLC. Um, I'm yeah. just kind of hung up on the name. 
it's I don't a whole know. Thing. Like, it's, what's oh up with man. like all of these characters having like crazy names in Dragon Ball, but it's like cooler? Um, let's see. Like, that's just kind of lame. Oh yeah, so th- their dad is King Cold. <laughs> that's no. That sounds like a shit heavy metal band. Let's let's. I'm, I'm pulling up a picture right here. This dude. Okay. He's the he he's their daddy. Wow. Here he is against Free, Freeze is all mechanized like that because he got chopped into a bunch of bits, but they put him back together. I would not allow that man to plow me. <laughs> That's awful. Oh god. That is terrible. Well, it's aliens. probably cold. They're aliens. Okay. So they have okay. their own species. Fine. So they probably have like weird all weird little dingle dangles that just like no I've I've never seen I've never seen what their dicks look like all right that's fine (laughs) that's that's probably something I have to look up on other websites yeah I mean non official sources sure there's a Tumblr page for that (laughs) probably (laughs) oh but yeah more characters more things that I have to learn to you know not get my ass kicked by something that surprises me. Yeah. Well, you learn something every day. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of surprises, I was surprised that they made an even cooler, an even cooler PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah. To commemorate 500 million systems, and like that's across all their PlayStation systems. Uh, there's a new, yeah, there's an exclusive PlayStation 4 Pro that's coming out. Uh guess you can start buying it August 24th. It's a translucent blue with the gold lettering and the gold logo. Only 50,000 of these being made. Say what? Is it a 2 terabyte? or yep. one? Yeah, two it's a 2 terabyte hard drive. Comes with an exclusive control. With a controller. Yeah, with the anniversary controller, which will be available to buy separately. Oh, sweet. That's, that's cool. Um, there will also be, uh, there are also standalone headsets, the wireless headset, the PlayStation 4 Golds, which is the one I'm using right now, but they have a, they have the, the, this styled version of that also available separately. And I think this is the best looking PlayStation 4 console yet. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I can agree with that. Um, it's, it's exciting. It's kind of, uh, like see-through. Yeah, translucent is the word for that. That that that's a good word. I like that word. Um, it's, it's literally what that means. <laughs> and it's uh, five hundred dollars. Yeah, if you want it. But it is a two terabyte hard drive, PlayStation Four Pro. So it's not, I don't think it's marked up that much. And the camera. Yeah. So there you go. Are the PS Four still coming with that garbage fucking headset? Yeah, they are. Ugh. They're coming with that. Ugh. Mm. That thing is hot garbage. But, yeah. Very, very exciting. Uh, congratulations to PlayStation. 500 million systems. That's a lot of systems. Yeah. I really want one of these, but I shouldn't be spending that money on stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, you look at... Yeah. I mean, damn. I guess that makes sense. PS4's at 80... Right? I mean, they said they just shipped 83. So you guys imagine yeah. they're sold maybe 80. Uh, PS3 sold about 80. So they're 160 plus like another 155 for PS2. 
plus another 80 for PSP. I think 100 million for PS1. How many Vitas did they sell? Like 10. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, they sold a, an okay amount of Vitas. Definitely not as much as they want to. Um, so yeah, it adds up pretty quick. I don't... You know... Nah, maybe they did. Because I'm trying to... Yeah, Nintendo probably has sold $500 million. Yeah, definitely. Because I was thinking about their home systems, and then I was like, oh, right, yeah, they Game had Boy, and two DS. Ahead, yeah. And then all their handhelds. Yeah, I was like, Game Boy and DS and 3DS, like, that's a lot of systems right they, there. So. They probably sold $500 million handheld. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd am i be curious on how much Nintendo actually has sold, but oh. good, good on them. Microsoft has a long way to go. But well, they've only they, had three generations of consoles. Right. They got destroyed, then they did well, and then they got half destroyed this generation. But very exciting. Well, well, well. Let's move on to some exciting news here. Uh, last thing I'll say, though, yeah. for the most part, Sony's gotten a lot better with custom consoles. Yeah. Because... They used to be fucking garbage. Just hot you trash. You remember Battlefront? Yes. The the one of recent memory that I'm like, that one sucked, was the um, Call of Duty World War II camouflage oh one. That one's hideous. Yeah. But otherwise, they've gotten a lot better at their custom consoles. Yeah. Because they used to not be very good. Battlefront, remember um, Black Ops 3? Oh, that one was awful, too. Yikes. Gross. Yeah. Just disgusting. Not anywhere near as uh, beautiful as what UbiArt puts out. And it seems as if they're going to come out with Child of Light 2. This is according Ooh. to a tweet where they were showing off uh, the first Child of Light running on a Nintendo Switch. But in the background, there's a document that suggests that Child of Light 2 is on its way. And I really enjoyed the first game. You haven't played it, but nope. I had a hell of a time with the first Child of Light. And I, I've i been wanting a sequel to it, or just something similar to that that style of RPG from uh, from the studio. And it's, it's happening. Yeah. And I'm very happy about it. Because they did... Child of Light and then they did Valiant Hearts and it was like wow I'm really yes. digging these yeah or you know I haven't played them but it's cool that they did that and a lot of people liked them and then they just kind of stopped doing yeah. these games but it was still very exciting for a giant publisher like Ubisoft to almost have an indie side to them yeah, and just allow their studios to be creative and make a little title that they might not make a ton of money on but it'll probably be pretty decent uh, so it's good that they're coming back with Child of Light 2. Hopefully that means that there's more beyond that. That Ubisoft wants to invest more in, into this UbiArt sort of stuff. I will say that Child of Light is one of my top three favorite Ubisoft games. Wow. That's pretty good. What's your number one Ubisoft game? Far Cry 2. Far Cry 2. Get bit by mosquitoes? Yeah, get malaria. Make that crazy decision? Uh-huh. Well, that's cool. 
trying to think what mine would be. Um, Probably Assassin's Creed 2. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Ubisoft makes good games. They do make good video games. For the most part. Even though they might be repetitive video games. But I think that's what makes Child of Light so exciting. Is that it's not a typical Ubisoft game. Yeah. Let's stick with the theme of games that... Uh, are upcoming, or maybe not any official word out on it, but Blizzard here saying multiple Diallo projects are in the works. We don't know necessarily what that means, but I'm always up for some more Diablo. Whether that be Diablo 3 DLC or Diablo 4, I'm in for it. When's BlizzCon? BlizzCon, I don't know. Uh, 20... Searching, searching... Searching the internet. Searching the internet. November, November. November 2nd and 3rd. Do we see any of these announcements at BlizzCon? I hope so. Because it's, I, it's usually so. every other year that there's a pretty decent announcement at BlizzCon. How exciting would it be if they announced Diablo 4? I'll lose my fucking brain. It's a brain. summer game for 2019. Ugh. That would be perfect because Diablo three, Diablo three might be one of the most perfect games out there because of it's just that gameplay loop is arguably the, the most addicting gameplay loop in video games. Maybe that just especially when you get to the higher end stuff and you're just doing these crazy ass rips with your friend friends and just craziness all over the place and then you're just getting loot that just makes you a little bit better mm-hmm. and you can get a little bit more of this little Dude, more i remember of that. i had this build it's probably not good now but back in the day yeah i had this build that made my uh splitting i, I played demon hunter and mm-hmm. i had this bow that that yeah. uh, made my one one thing that usually spent the re- i forget what the resource was i think it was like hatred or something like that and instead of spending it, it generated it for me. And it was, mm, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there's, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I like Diablo. Last time I played Diablo was after we finished Overcooked. Yeah. We were really drunk and I kind of passed out. <laughs> yeah, extremely drunk. We just passed out, yeah. Jim Beam. That's a good friend. Maybe I need to get some of that. Maybe I'll bring some of my rum over. Yeah. I think we're just going to have a good time. I have Chardonnay over there that Sam gave us. I heard you get... Oh, yeah. I was talking with uh, our buddy Keith. Yeah. And uh, apparently I, I, I already... I have something that y'all have already tried. and What? It was uh, the... Oh, Apparently you had the peach rum. I forget what it's called. Oh, um, bird dog? No, not bird dog. It's... um. Oh, cruise, cruisan yeah, or yeah, something? Cruzan. Yeah, cruisan. Yeah, I have some cruisan. Yeah, that stuff's good. I have the mango rum. Yeah, I like that. Very good. And then I got some, I got another uh, black spiced rum that I could bring Ooh, as well. I like black spiced rum. Yeah, we're going to have a great overcooked party. We really are. Um, I'm just excited. It's going to be a good fucking weekend. I can't wait until we have a good weekend with a new Destiny 2. Yeah, uh, DLC the, the Forsaken. Uh, I the Dreaming City was in the newest trailer. The home world of the Awoken. 
a species we haven't really even dived into all that much. No. And I think this having this new area is gonna be huge. I I I think it's it's gonna inject a lot of life. I think into Destiny because this is I mean, don't get me wrong, Mercury is I feel it it could be awesome, but it's kind of underused. Mm-hmm. Mars, like the Hellas Basin is cool, but it's fucking Mars. We've been yeah. there before for a long time in the first game. But this is almost going to be like how exciting the Dreadnought was in the Taken King. It was like yeah. this completely new area. And that's what this looks like. And just the whole new style to this area. Yeah. Like artistically, it looks cool. There's actually like new enemies in the game for the first time. So that's exciting. What I'm the most excited for is eventually down the road doing the raid in in this area just because typically some of Bungie's best art in Destiny is in the raids. We saw that with one of the raid layers that we did. Yeah. Like I just cannot imagine the art for this. So yeah. Not too I long think away. N- if things go well next weekend, I want to try to do one more raid. Yeah, I have I have someone who will raid with us. Good, because we'll definitely need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this looks very good. It's the first time I've seen this trailer. Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited. Go go watch this trailer if you're into uh, Destiny because it it looks absolutely fucking awesome. The Dreaming City, great. <laughs> Great art, cool areas. Bring it on. New weapons. Some exciting weapons. Oh. The Last Hand? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, interesting. What, that's the pre-order bonus? I guess uh, pre-order and get Asus Spade's Last Hand plus Cade's Exotic Stash. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I In Destiny 2, I finished my... Um, catalyst for the vigilance wing which is my favorite weapon in destiny 2 it's a pulse rifle that thing wrecks now because it's uh like bad juju from the first game mm-hmm. bad juju was a pulse rifle that you didn't have to press the trigger every time you yeah. fired now i can just hold it in and it kind of fires really fast and nice. i can just unload into people's faces okay it's fun good good for you buddy yeah yeah. I I have yet to actually work on masterwork stuff. It's grindy. I actually didn't I actually totally forgot I had it and then I was like, "Do I have a catalyst for this?" and then I looked and I needed 250 crucible kills with it and I forget the other thing I did, but it was already done. But it was something else. Mm-hmm. That was pretty grindy, but it's destiny. It's grindy. <laughs> you know what I wish there was more of in Destiny? Like actual armor sets that had a bonus. When you wore the pieces together. Yeah. That I wasn't like such a t- son of a bitch to get or something, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Yeah, I it, I just feel like there's all these different armor pieces that kind of... There are some that are definitely in a series of the same same stuff, but there's no actual incentive to actually wear all of this, all the stuff in that series. Correct. So really, it's just, hey, I'm just going to infuse everything into what I have already, because why the fuck not? Yeah. Yeah. Exotics are awesome. They should be made awesome. 
But there is something to say for like a legendary set of armor that mm-hmm. you could wear that still would make you very powerful. Yeah. You know? I agree. Ah. All right. Well, I'm not sure if I'll participate in this, but those of you out there who are interested in the Fallout 76 beta, uh, the beta will be at, will give you access to the full game and all of your progress will carry over because that is one of the wow. hindrances to people playing betas is they lose all their progress and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, you'll be able to keep all your progress if you play the uh, Break It Early Test. Okay, it's called a it's the Break It Early Test application. So you'll be able to. Yeah, they got cute with that yeah. acronym. Uh, but Very yeah, Fallout. if you're interested in playing the Fallout 76 beta and you were worried about progress holding you back, have no fear. Yeah, Todd Howard is here. Mm. <laughs> I like that trend, though. That's yes. all I really have to add to that. I, I I feel like that's kind of a recent thing. If there's like a demo or a beta, it's like, play it, and if you buy it, all your progress comes over. Yeah, that's the good. only thing that's kind of strange to me on that one, that in that example, it is sort of a multiplayer game where you're carrying progress over. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how much of a leg up you would get over other players. And then again, is your focus really PvP at that point? Or it, there, there are a lot of things to consider in that, but I'm sure it's gonna be, it'll be fine for most players. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I play Fallout 76 at launch and someone fucking has a fat man and just blows <laughs> my ass up. Yeah. They've even said that the structure of that game, they suggested that if you die to another player, you aren't losing all that much. So I'm not I'm not too worried about that at all. No, uh, Tyler, you added this last bit here, and I thought that not, I'm starting to think. Yeah, this is a pretty interesting discussion to have. Yeah, um, Capcom says they would rather have more critically acclaimed games than high selling ones. They said, uh, "quote in an interview with GameIndustry.biz, uh, their uh, Capcom Europe COO Stuart." Turner said, quote, in and in some respects, getting some very good review scores counts as much for Capcom as a game that sells millions and millions and millions. We'd prefer a game that got a nine and sold less than a six and sold more. While we have shareholders to appease, it's not about commercial performance. That's a very different Capcom to me. But also, is it honest? And do you really think it's honest? Because what I'm seeing from Capcom is that they're really caring about sales because they'll remaster anything. They'll fucking remaster. They'll true. Mm. They do remaster like a lot. They have a lot, a lot of focus on re- like at least fifty percent of their focus is on remasters. True. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, we 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 talked about it one week or two ago about them yeah. doing a lot of remasters, but some of them I think are. Well deserved. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, not saying they they aren't deserved, but yeah. If it's going by this philosophy, then you're trying to have. At that point, I feel like they're trying to have both. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that this is an honest statement. I think we'll see more of this in the future because, you know, they mentioned like Resident Evil Seven is one that got 
a lot of critical praise um, and sold very well. I mean, it sold millions and millions of copies, but not like some of the other Resident Evil games. Uh, but they're still very pleased with it. And, you know, I, I think that just makes sense because with high critical appraise, I just think you're bound to have good sales for the most part. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen all the time. But if you have big franchises like Capcom does, I think it's 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 a win-win for you. Yeah, and I feel like it's... Uh, having critical appraise on pretty much and i think a lot of capcom's new stuff like almost pretty much all of their new stuff has been very good yeah i think that works its way into kind of a snowball effect where word of mouth is oh yeah capcom they make some pretty damn good games so maybe i'll buy the next thing they make exactly i think i think that that's kind of the strategy here is that you keep making good things and even even if they don't sell well it gets that word of mouth out about capcom and then that's more potential for mm-hmm. your next game yeah and it, and it makes you look at look like certain other publishers out there like I don't know, Bethesda. Bethesda, for the most part, makes great games to where you're like, I like just about everything Bethesda does, and I lo- I'm just going to kind of buy into it. I think the last mediocre thing Bethesda has made was the first Rage. Probably. That's the last mediocre thing I remember Bethesda publishing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Quake Champions at, at, a, at a certain point, but then again, yeah. that's... I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that game. It's, mm. yeah, but I, I just think it, it, it makes sense. Like in, in sometimes it works really well for him. Like monster hunter world got really critical appraise and now it's their best selling title. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's going to, if this is their, I mean, monster hunter was like a result of them consistently making good monster yeah. hunter games and then finally putting one out on, on like the biggest console. Yeah. The biggest console at the perfect time. Yeah. In January. Like, how perfect was that to launch? But um, I think if, if this is truly their their motive, then I think they'll just continue to find success. And this is... Capcom's really changed over the years, even though they have been remastering a lot. Like, they were trying some really scummy shit back in the last generation chasing trends you know on disc dlc chasing trends like action trends uh with like resident evil 6 you know they they weren't doing so well you know they might have had some sales but it's not what people wanted from them and i feel now they're just focused on delivering good games and it's also one of those things of like it's kind of hard to have be a major publisher actually just really anybody in to have a bad game anymore because there's just so much good stuff to play. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not a good game, sorry, I can move on. There's five other games I could play right now. Yeah, it's just, it's a good example of this is like just look at the uh, the Metroidvania kind of or yeah the cult roguelike slash Metroidvania kind of genre, the 2D action platformer mm-hmm. kind of games. Right now, you have, like, the two leads in Dead Cells and Hollow Knight, and then you have Chasm, which, yeah, by all accounts, is a decent video game, but isn't on the level of those others, and I, I kind of fear for that game maybe not doing well enough for that studio. Agreed. 
because at at this point, like there's video games are so crowded that if you want to make a game in a popular genre like that, you have to be you at to the top it. tier. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot with Battle Royale games. Yeah. Like, you can't have just an okay Battle Royale, or it actually might not exist <laughs> at all. Like, you have to have a really good one, and yeah. I mean, it's it's a thing. It's a thing now, where it used to not be as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scratching your balls over there, buddy? I'm, get, I'm getting a wedgie <laughs> right now, and I'm trying to pick, pick at it. Yeah. From, from the front without actually digging in my ass. Wow. Yeah, it looks like you're playing with your nuts. That's okay. I mean, I no, mean no shame. Every, every dude has to rub their nuts at some point in the day. Well, I don't have to do that right now. Maybe later. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, don't forget to invite me. Okay, sure. I'll let you know. But before I do that, how about we let the folks know about the new video games that are out this week? Yeah. And you know what? I totally fucking forgot one of these games was coming out this week, and it's kind of like the biggest, one of the biggest names in games. Oh, shit. So I feel like it's early for this franchise that we'll get to here very soon. We'll start it off here at the top here with Dead Cells. We talked a little bit about this, but here's the little blurb they wrote on the PlayStation blog here. Experience a roguevania, mixing an interconnected world, branching paths, and unlockable skills with the constant adrenaline-pumping threat of permadeath. Do the Dead Cells. Yes. It's a good game. Defenders of Ekron, the Definitive Edition. PS4. Defenders of Ekron is an adventure slash shmup game that mixes the classic action of a shmup in in the exploration of an adventure game, including dungeons and a sci-fi experience. They could have really shortened that up. Mm, Yes, I feel like they repeated themselves. They really did. Next up is... Oh, this is a gem. The Dreamlands. Isling's Quest. The Dreamlands, Eiling's Quest, is an adventure game that blends fantasy and mystery elements to present a gripping story. Venture into a world shaped by Eiling's dreams and nightmares and go on a quest to face the mourner. Ooh. Next up is Electronauts, PlayStation VR. Ever wanted to ride the vibes of a top DJ playing a packed festival's main stage? Here's your chance to shine. All it takes to be an Electronaut is the passion to become one with the beat. Mm. Flipping Death is the next video game on this list of video games. When Penny dies under mysterious circumstances, she wakes up and finds herself filling in for death himself. This temp job comes with a new power, the ability to flip between the worlds of the living and the dead. And Tyler, we how did we fucking sleep on this? <laughs> I don't know. Madden NFL 19 is out. Uh, digital and retail. Madden NFL 19 gives you game-changing control on and off the field. Real player transformations. Real player... Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> what are these, I, what are these I, players transforming into? Are they, I butchered the shit are out of that. Are these Anamorphs now? Yeah. 
Uh, real player motion transforms the way you play Madden, delivering gameplay control with precision and intent. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is very early for Madden. It's usually a late August thing. <laughs> but now it's an early August thing. Maybe it's because that preseason officially kicks in tonight. Oh, yeah. Which We're means, actually missing games right now. Yeah, which means in like two weeks we got a draft we should draft yeah we should do it in two weeks because if we do it in three weeks i'm not gonna be able to do it okay well i might be able to but it would be tight but two weeks oh yeah let's do it mm. um also what do you feel about how i feel like this is a very different cover for madden and i kind of like it. yeah yeah. You know, they usually have the, pretty good. the football player on there. He's serious this time. It's just Antonio Brown just loving life. Yeah. My boy, Antonio Brown. Dude. I'm you know. drafting him if I get the chance. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That dude, he's a freaking monster. Oh, man. Uh, I like the Steelers, and I hope that they play to their full potential. Yes. Because I feel like the past two years, they have not. Like to me, they they should always, with what they have now, be a Super Bowl contender. Yes, because they have some damn good players. But anyways, Overcooked Two, the next video game here. Overcooked returns with a brand new helping of chaotic cooking action. Journey back to the Onion Kingdom and assemble your team of chefs in a in classic couch co-op or online play. For up to four players. Oh, Tyler. Right. This is your game. Oh, my goodness. Poop Slinger. On PS4. <laughs> what? <laughs> A casual poop launcher game where poop and slingshots combine for one heck of a smelly experience. You know, I think we're going to have to cancel our uh, overcooked party. And have a play some poop slinger. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm. What the hell? Next up is Slam Land. Ooh, that's where I'm going after this. <laughs> Dunk your friends to amaze a giant blue man in Slam Land, a magnificent four-player couch competitive party game by Bread Machine. <laughs> wow. Quick, quick, quick. Next up Nobody is Tetris Escape. PS4 and Vita cross by. Tetris Escape is a platforming puzzle game all about blocks named Tetris. Which can turn into different tetraminos to fill holes in master puzzles. They are really dodging the Tetris license. They really are. Because it's tetraminos in Tetris. Damn. God damn. This, this, that seems sleazy as fuck. It really does. Huh. Oh, We Happy Few is finally out. Oh, wow. I forgot about this game. We Happy Few is the tale of a plucky bunch of moderately terrible people trying to escape from a lifetime of cheerful denial. Discover the retro-futuristic city's dark history as you play through the intertwined narratives. Yeah, I totally forgot about that game. Words. Word search by Paugi. Oh. Oh. (laughs) On PS4 and Vita. Hmm. Word search by Paugi includes more than 300 puzzles to keep you and your friends puzzling for hours. Up to four can play. You can watch Deadpool 2 on PlayStation Video. That's a great movie. Or you can watch Show Dogs 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh. And watch that Better Call Saul. Because it's delicious. Wow. Kind of like... It's all the video games we have. Yeah. Um, it is. We gonna finish up that, uh, way out? We are. Have to, we'll have to talk about that next week, as well as our Overcooked 2 party. Yeah. I think, uh, we'll probably, we may, might order some pizza, um, exclusively Hawaiian pizza. I'm gonna bring my own food. (laughs) Uh, I don't party with that. Maybe we can just do half of it. Hawaiian, half of it, something else. Keith's probably gonna be like, I'll take cheese pizza, and then I want to just die. He eats like a five-year-old. It's okay. He's like someone on another podcast I listen to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really is. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, cheese pizza can just fuck off. Mm-hmm. Just fuck the well, fuck off. Throw something if, if on there. If you throw some feta cheese on there, though, that's All right. pretty good. I can get behind that. I, I like a good feta and spinach. Yeah, I can get behind that. Definitely. But you throw mozzarella cheese on there which the look the I, I i don't mind mozzarella but it is the most boring cheese in my opinion it's so like kind of tasteless a reason that the most popular way to eat it is to fucking put breading on it and fry it in oil exactly because it's not exciting and you're just gonna have cheese pizza please just no no i refuse I get just very angry when people just order cheese pizza. It's okay. To each their own, I guess. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. We'll see you again next week. Until then, you can contact us via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Yeah, do it. We would also appreciate it. If you rated and reviewed us on your podcast app of choice, do that too. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Y'all have something for us? There's something that's going to go up tonight. It's uh, a response video in a way um, of like one of the big metal sites went was like this is the best thrash metal of the last 35 years thrash metal being like Metallica in Megadeth if you know those bands Slayer um, and we played a game because they had all these songs and we went played a game we went through and we said you gotta keep it or you gotta replace it but you can only have a set amount you gotta play by their rules it was fun so that's going if you're excited about that mm-hmm. all right yeah. go check that out we're gonna go play a video game we are so we'll leave you with this be good to each other play your video games and eat hawaiian pizza that message is not endorsed by this podcast and what's in no way whatsoever it's no liar fuck you <laughs>